0: Pre-show, G1 standing, Scotty. How do I have twenty-nine? Cause you're fucking good.
1: You're good and it's it I don't know what happened, what fugue state you went into, where you went like, what I put on my sheet is not what I'm going to enter in the pickums because we started.
0: Uh, I, I I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Like it rolled through on them because you have me having two draws and I don't <laughs> remember that at all. I,
1: I, I will say one thing: you went hard on juice for a little bit, and it worked out well for you for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> also, Blake learned. To never go against the coin, because we are, what, eight nights into a 20-night G1, and Blake Tanner has already been mathematically eliminated from winning. Listen here, I shit you fucking not. (laughs) Half of the things that I changed because I thought it was going to be completely impossible when I flipped for the coin are happening. Like, Sonata having zero
0: fucking points, does he still have zero points? no he he beat naito this morning he hit a destino on naito (laughs) in the match oh i'm sorry he has two points
1: now i had him with like 12 wait hold on i'm fairly sure dylan picked sonata to win his whole block so both of you bet on that horse very badly uh you do realize he's going to win out from here right every single one yep That's what they were saying about uh, Jay. They were like, you know, last year, Jay lost his first three, then won the rest of the tournament. What if this year he wins his first three and loses the rest of the tournament? And I said, I can only hope. At this point, my only hope is um, nothing.
0: (laughs) I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore. You guys are mean. (laughs) I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore You guys Are mean Blake or 2020
1: <laughs> <laughs> My mom said I gotta go home guys <laughs> white boys! a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, the man more disliked than Sammy Zayn, Scotty Moore. I'm everybody's favorite punching bag, Blake Tanner. How you doing? What's up, Mister Seventeen?
0: I am returning from my G1 uh, fugue state, the Dylan.
1: <laughs> so, fuck. We do the, We do this, or I do this now six days a week. So I'm just sitting here, like I don't know what I've talked about. I don't know what I haven't talked about. I like
0: well, it's a learning process. Then
1: I, I was I was sitting there going like, well, this will be good because we can take away from having to talk about the shitty stuff that happens on Raw. Till I realized, no, I'm still gonna want to talk about it because it was so bad. Well, that's fine as long as we keep hitting the high points and uh, really just digging down deep into the shit for the low points. And really, really hating ourselves for it. <laughs> Multiple times a week now. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, SmackDown. The only real news is the fact that Alexa Bliss has finally found her Harley Quinn look. And holy shit, it's terrifying. Yeah, I'm into it. Moving on. <laughs> this is now going to be a 30-minute podcast. As I'm like, Alexa Bliss looks cool. Correct. Anyways, on to Raw. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. You do have here that Sammy Zayn wasn't liked much on the main roster. Is that new to you? Well, no, no, no. Like Sammy was on the New Days podcast and talked about it. Oh. Yeah, so uh let's see. I'm trying to see cuz it looks like he said Xavier was part of it. <laughs> i fucking love that, that. makes me very put on blast on your podcast yeah he goes well just for example what i might perceive as fun loving or whatever like hey let's have a good chat on the bus is perceived as fuck man this guy's annoying or like what i see as trying to put a match together is like a passion or a perfectionist or whatever it might be this guy is insufferable who cares you know what i mean it's just a different viewpoint it's funny, because now that you mention it, I remember Xavier pulling me aside pretty early when I was going through some growing pains there with my new surroundings, because, again, it's just a different mindset on the indies. It's just Zane sitting there like, why? Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> if you could really just distill who I think Sammy Zayn is as a person, that's kind of it. yeah. He goes, I remember X pulling me aside And he was like, look, man, I was the same way I was like you, but crazier, a nut Laughing, joking, crazy, bouncing off the wall Ten out of ten all the time And you said, I have to learn To tone it down, and I had to learn to put on This facade to coexist, or to succeed Within this framework, which is a little Bit like how I was when I first Started Fight Boy <laughs> Uh, or how I was All of my life <laughs> Yeah, we know Blake Tanner, the wild and crazy guy. (laughs) You know how, like, you have some of those kids who were super hyperactive when they were kids until... They got to the point where they were punished so much that they became very, uh, introverted and did never say anything to anybody else. I was that kid. Well, taking it to a dark place is Blake Tanner within the first five minutes of the podcast. And that's why I'm Sammy Zane.
0: <laughs> Whoa! Oh, 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 oh! Let's go! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da!
1: But, like, you know the funny thing about being Sammy Zane is still the fact that you didn't pick him for Clash of Champions, and I did. So, uh, that's a point to you, boy after he handcuffed a man to a ladder. That's not my Sammy. (laughs) Hashtag not my Sammy.
0: Uh, Hashtag totally Scotty Sammy. Yep. 100 percent actually
1: scotty sammy handcuffs men by their ears to ladders and handcuffs himself to a flat earther my sammy would never do that nope they're really getting all the mileage they can out of jeff's got a real big hole in his ear huh yeah i don't think it's them i think it's jeff I think Jeff just looks at these matches like, okay, here's my spot where I jump off a big, tall thing. Now, where's the spot where something goes in my ear? (laughs) He's asking himself every time, is this going to be the one that just tears my earlobe into oblivion? Yeah. Because that's what I think every time I see an ear spot. I loved him holding that motherfucking ladder to his ear like it was fucking zach from saved by the bells flip phone he just had it big ass ladder pushed up against his head um on to- god it, it could have broke so bad it co- bo- broke real bad my dude especially when i was like oh he's fucking winning i don't know how he's gonna win but he's winning <sighs> uh on to raw and bobby rude returned and no one cared I don't think I've ever been more disappointed at an open challenge being answered. And I saw the Butcher get put into a title match this week. Hey, hey
0: shut don't your fucking mouth. Don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about this on the AEW recap, but I'm gonna, we're going to get back to it with AEW because that was fucking great.
0: You shut your goddamn whore mouth. <laughs> you put some respect on the Butcher's name. I'll be
1: honest, all the respect that needed to happen was from Eddie Kingston. Because the butcher is a silly name when it comes out of normal Caucasian mouths. But when it comes out of fucking Eddie Kingston, you're fighting the butcher! Oh yeah, now fuck this guy. This guy's gonna eat him. I don't know what's gonna happen. He's gonna pull out a knife in the match. Oh. But Robert... <laughs> he ret- might as well. He probably should have. Yeah. But Bobby returned... And and nothing, nothing happened He got beat up by Drew McIntyre After punching him in the leg a little bit Hooray, Robert's back um, Also, Retribution was not cleared to compete Which, if you had told me a week ago I actually might have been, unfortunately, a little happy about But, uh, God, Retribution really had a face turn on Twitter over the weekend, didn't they? It's because they're being complete assholes and it's more fun. Like, not only that, they're being genuinely hilarious. Like, some of the shit they're tweeting is great. Like, um, oh shit, what was it? Oh yeah, someone tweeted that Oscar the Grouch has more followers than all members of Retribution combined. And I think it was Mace who retweeted it and just said, Oscar the Grouch has been around for fucking years! We just got started! He is a monument!
0: (laughs) You put some respect
1: on Oscar the Grouch's (laughs) name. We have but motes of dust in the shadow of Oscar Oscar the Grouch. Grouch. We only hope to reach the levels of grouchitude that he has before we die, because he's felt and doesn't. He is Oscar the rumble grouch and he's taken down the money plane um also i may have been slightly recruited to retribution because i did dm mace and i asked him if i could be bone dog and he said sure so um i think i'm in retribution now guys all right I guess I'll see you at Raw. I'll be at Raw. I will be in the crowd punching a screen over and over, like the car in a fucking Street Fighter. I'm just gonna be punching the screens. Oh God, think about how great that is if you just had somebody go actually fight in the audience through people's screens. That's what I thought about. Like, I I can't remember what it was on. Oh, it was it was my summer slam how they could have done it better video that you can get at patreon.com slash load of BS. I was sitting there like, why ain't they letting them hit the screens? Because, like, the screens could withstand it. You just do, like, the fake-out shattering thing and then have the screen turn off. This is the only time in existence where you could beat up literally every fan in the audience and it wouldn't matter because we're on screens. I guess if there is a child on the screen, it would be a bit weird. Nah, total heel move, man. That's retribution. T-Bar hit a baby in the face with a bat. Oh God, Retribution's got an axe. Yeah. Uh, in addition, Retribution. There's a lot of fucking news about Retribution. Firstly, we do have Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez's names, which are Reckoning and Retaliation. So they're honestly just being named after old NXT takeovers at this point. I can't wait for fucking r Evolution to debut alongside them.
0: I can't wait for I can't wait for uh, Fatal Four Way to show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for well, you know Tampa was supposed to debut, but then wasn't allowed. no are are they just like going through the old books of all right, we have these copyrights, yeah, I yep, that's you now, by that logic, that doesn't mean we're going to see Cody Rhodes debut next week. <laughs> Uh, But them being taken off the show did lead to Raw being the most chaotic shit of all time, and it was unwatchable at points, which sucks because I now have to watch it. Like, there were points where they'd come back, and it was like, there wasn't supposed to be a match right here, but there is now. Oh, this wasn't supposed to be two segments at all, but it is now. Ugh. So just, I mean, I, I know Retribution's got a lot of people in it, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and there was nothing the only time that retribution showed up was during the hurt business versus the other black guys on the roster match which is what that rivalry is at this point point. and uh, in the middle of the match retribution's tron hit and then they come back from commercial and they never address it ever again they never address the fact that retribution just put up their tron in the, the middle of this match Okay, Retribution. Yeah. I see what you're going for here. Nothing. Yes, honey! Give us nothing! Yes, queen!
0: They will gladly give you nothing. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: As they proved for years.
1: Also, uh, you know, we talked about last week, the finish of that match was a a really dumb DQ. Apparently it was supposed to be an even dumber DQ. Because, uh, you know, refs are supposed to call the matches... Like a shoot. And apparently in the WWE rulebook, punching your opponent in the back of the head when you're not the legal man. That was the excuse. But it's legal if you're breaking up a pin or a submission, which is what they were doing. But they still called for the DQ. So that was just a big old fuckity-do there. But apparently the real finish was supposed to be an eye poke. An eye poke that leads to a DQ. What? What? This is retribution. They need to be trying to chainsaw a motherfucker in half before you DQ them. Yeah. I mean, at least have him go for the obvious like low blow or something. Yeah, no. I poked I poked Bobby Lashley in the eye and I fucked up our debut match.
0: Sorry, guys. Yeah,
1: also I I <laughs> the fucking eye poke of doom. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, the iPokeD Doom is there. Like I'm back and better than ever.
1: <laughs> Thank you for the segue, because apparently there's one person who those masks work for, and it's Eric Bischoff, who was talking about Retribution, and he was like, "Man, it's just a shitty storyline, and it sucks." Which uh, T Bar had some words about. He was like, "Don't worry, we're following, we're following in your footsteps of destroying a million dollar company and burning it to the ground." But apparently Bischoff just, Great twitter game Bischoff though, is not aware right. of who they are Because he's like I, I don't blame these guys They're just greener than goose shit Being brought in for this storyline And I'm like Mia Yim Dominic Dijakovic Fucking Mercedes Martinez I believe they have all have like 10 years under their belt Are greener than goose shit Bischoff yeah, this is Eric, this is Bischoff we're talking about. He has not followed wrestling in about 15 to 20 years, and he used to be on the, on the Raw, like, fucking executive team. Yeah. I I don't think he knows anybody that started wrestling in the last 10 years. Orange Cassidy. He knows Orange Cassidy, and that's it. I, just, I wouldn't doubt if he didn't know Orange Cassidy was a wrestler. He was just like, Jericho's debating some random fan tonight. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, on to NXT, which I'm actually literally in- taking a break from doing my review of to record this show. And it's not a bad episode, but boy, after watching Dynamite, you do realize, man, they don't wrestle as much on WWE, do they? Not anymore. Which is... Yeah, I I was about to say, which is so strange considering it's NXT, which that's what NXT used to be good at. Yeah, like there was a great opener with Shotzi Blackheart, and then we got a segment, and a segment, and then Cameron Grimes, who allegedly wrestled, but it was really just a segment, then a Kushida match that was like three minutes long, And then finally I'm at another match, which is Adam Cole and Austin Theory. And I'm more than halfway through the show. Oh, yeah. It sucks. And apparently they are, they, I'm going to say I was at least 10% right with my fantasy booking. Because apparently they are thinking about breaking up Undisputed Era. But in the most bizarre way possible, which is to have O'Reilly and Cole, Future Shock, as the top baby faces, and then Strong and Fish remaining as heels. So. What? <laughs> what? I get O'Reilly. O'Reilly is good. Cole is good as a baby face too, but like. What? <laughs> They're just not the ones I'd pick. I would pick Cole. I'd pick Cole as the top baby face. But like Yeah, I could see Cole. I I mean he you know he is fucking Adam Cole, baby. But Baby. I just, I, I just wouldn't have broke up Red Dragon. I know they're not really as big of a thing in NXT as they are in the independents, but like Red Dragon is easily one of my top ten tag teams of all fucking time. Why? Why would you do this? Make them baby faces, but let them do that. MMA hipster bullshit gimmick They had in ROH Nah we like what we're doing better Yeah <laughs> uh, Hello Mr. Moore Your uh, application for fantasy Booking uh, has been Canceled although we are going to take pieces Of it and not uh, credit you so uh, here you go We have taken uh, your Smackdown writer application And burned it and thrown it in the garbage Where it belongs Bitch pissed on it himself <laughs> Cameron Graves <laughs> Oh shit And uh In another final bit of WWE news James Storm was almost Gonna come to WWE Alright Anyways on to AEW AEW Dynamite was great You know three years ago I would have taken a little bit more time On that storyline cause I used to really like James Storm but Nah we'll just talk about AEW yeah. Uh, Dylan, we don't do a dark review show. If you'd like to talk about dark for a few, oh uh,
0: god, that would, that would require me to remember what was on AEW Dark. Oh, uh, John Silver, despite being a national treasure of like a uh oh of I'm like a, a bit bit person, a uh, really good wrestler. Like, if you get the chance, like he he and Colt Cabana teamed up against the natural nightmares, and it was surprisingly good. Like, oh yeah. Normally, normally, you know, you get you get uh, him and Reynolds, and I gotta admit, after watching with Colt, I really feel like Alex Reynolds is is bogging him down because he is really, yeah. I know they've been tagging together for years, but like watching him with Colt and like just coming in and just being like, I am. I'm Mr. Meat Man. I am going to beat the shit out of you.
1: I never realized how thick of a boy he was until I saw him, like, on Dynamite this week, and I'm like, he is, he's like Kingpin in in Spider-Verse because he's just, like, a big-ass body and a little bitty head in the middle of all of it. Johnny Hungy.
0: No, uh, yeah. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy.
1: What did you just say? Johnny Hungy? This is bullshit!
0: <laughs> uh but that match happened I'm trying to think, like, cause like there was good wrestling. I, I need to look it up. I'm sorry. Like I remember I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I also watched it like late at night after having done homework for like I don't even remember how many hours. So Yeah.
1: Well, while you look up Dark, I do want... Firstly, Cage is finally defending the FTW title against Hobbs, which I would fucking love if Hobbs in like one of his first matches on Dynamite wins the FTW title off Brian Cage because, not gonna lie, I grew a little sour on Brian Cage this weekend because he went on just a tirade against... Marvel's first American Muslim superhero, and I'm like, okay, budge, gonna need you to calm down. But why the- what fucking reason did he have to even say those things? Um, let me, uh, let me pull up the tweet if I can. Oh, God. Anyone else annoyed that the Avengers game is really just you playing as some made-up teenage superhero? To which everybody was like, hey bud, which one of these were real? <laughs> which one of these superheroes aren't made up? But as it's go- as you go down, people are, and from what I've read, everyone's right. Kamala is one of the best parts of the game. And someone <laughs> said, doing her dirty, man, absolutely the worst. Makes me not even want to play it. I didn't buy her a game and I wouldn't have. Bud, she's on the album art. Like, she's on the front of it. How did you not notice her?
0: Okay, so I'm not going to defend But, but like, if he's complaining because he doesn't like the character, that's different than him going on, like, some racist tirade. No, it's not. Well, uh, uh, some of them were
1: rough. Don't hurt my soul. Kamala's awesome. Literally the worst thing since Hunger Games as Mystique made up superhero she's been around in comics since 2013 she's also being included in the MCU well I'll be sure to skip that one too I think he was just getting heel heat at some point uh, it feels like he had to double down at some point and I don't like, and he chose to yeah, yeah like he just decided that was where he was gonna
0: die I forgot on, on dark so we got two helpings of uh, of the dark order who are now my favorite thing on, on AEW, anything.
1: I I am with you. I am with you on
0: that. But we got uh the Jurassic Express versus uh, five and ten, also known as Nickel and Dime. Uh <laughs> Yep. That's yeah. Yep. That's It's great, too, because they, like, hype for each other, and, like, they actually, like, it's, they're a good tag team, like, they're a good, like, on commentary, they were even talking about, like, how it was very similar, there's, like, the athletic guy, and then the heater, and don't get me wrong, fucking Luchasaurus is a better heater than Ten, due to the foot height advantage. (laughs) Don't know if you know that. It would have been really great if they had given Ten just like a power spot, where he like Death Valley drivers, like Luchasaurus or something. I really would have appreciated that. But no, it was a great match. Uh, Alan Angels is is really goddamn talented. He's just small, but no, it was that was that was really impressive. Uh, Chaos Project. Uh, did some, I'll talk about them later for a different reason, but they, they had a good match against, uh, what I like to refer to as the new Hollywood blondes of Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Very nice. They continue the, uh, the thing of, uh, Serpentico is now just a, a human weapon. And I can't tell you, every time I see it, I was like, we called that and those fuckers never acknowledged us. I still fucking love (laughs)
1: Pocket (laughs) Sand when he launches the streamers at people at the beginning of the match. Pocket Sand! Sand. Watch out! Do you think that Luchasaurus has a purely kick-based offense almost because he believes he has tiny arms like a T-Rex? Hey, bud, thanks for writing our tweet for this week. (laughs) (laughs) Cause that's it. You <laughs> that's just it. found it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate you taking that off our hands. Uh Okay, good, good. Ty Conti is uh I didn't know how much I really I wanted somebody who had a judo background to professionally wrestle. Cause like watching her like whip some small kid ar- or small woman around, like with judo throws, was so f- smooth and entertaining. Her submission finish is a bit like clunky but then again i I still think the nerves are getting to her of like oh holy shit i work for the second biggest company in america yeah yeah what if i kill this person (laughs) what if i kill this person whereas some of us would have been like man what if i kill this person (laughs) (laughs) a very chuck taylor approach as i like to refer to it uh, true uh yeah, those were the other ones. There was one other other big one. Uh, let's see, the SEU showed up, and it was Kaz and Sky again because they had a match. I don't know because they had a how match have, against FTR the next night.
1: Yeah, how have they been, by the way? Just on there because like they really impressed in that FTR match, and then like Kaz and, as a they've been
0: stepping up their game from what I've seen. They're they're okay. I still prefer. CD and Kaz, but that's just cuz I saw them for so long. Like they have such effortless chemistry cuz they've been tagging together for like oh like a decade and a half on and off. Legion of Legion of Boom, baby. Uh but I I respect like Sky and Kaz. It's just like I said before. Scorpio Sky doesn't fit in with like the almost 50 something aesthetic that like, the other two guys in SCU have. Like, like whenever he has his own theme music, reach for the, like, that. That's Scorpio Sky. I'm 100% aboard that. But whenever he comes out to the SCU song, I'm just like, this isn't you, bro. This isn't you. This isn't you, man. This ain't, this ain't you. you. This ain't you. You're with some guy that got good ha- hair implants, unlike QT Marshall. And Oh, God. <laughs> Just looks like somebody put, like, stapled a a wispy wig to his hair. (laughs) To his head. I, uh,
1: I understand where Jericho's coming from, that he wants to pay tribute to his past, but I do love how on the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho and professional wrestling, I want to wrestle Luther! I want to fight Luther! And I get it, they both started in the heart dungeon, they both trained together, but, like...
0: Man, it could have been something else. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, when you reach 30 years, uh, fuck the fans. You do whatever you want. You going to tell, <laughs> yeah. no? tell Chris Jericho no? You going to tell Chris Jericho no? going to tell the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla? Rock and Rolla? No. The, the demo god that he can't wrestle whoever he wants to? Listen, man, Serpentico is getting to live his dream, okay? Right? Don't take this from Snake Man.
1: I will say and (laughs) I I didn't I didn't make him baby face of the week, but he should because Serpentigo actually tweeted out something that was more than just what earlier today. And it was before I am going to paraphrase, but it was like before right after covid hit i was going to quit professional wrestling like he full-on listed out like i didn't have the time or the energy to try to get back in the business and try to rebuild my brand after covid started back and now i'm about to wrestle chris jericho in the main event of aew and i went fucking good for you Pendigo. good for you
0: so is now and will likely for the rest of his his run be one of in my uh in my boy stable like he is one of my boys anytime he wrestles i'm just like you are not going to win but by god are you going to be impressive it's him lee johnson (laughs) it's Uh, him yeah it's him and lee johnson currently and john silver john silver is one of my boys too yeah John Silver, a lot boys. of the Dark Order, a lot of the Dark Order. Five and Dime are in there. They're my, they're my tag team boys. Uh- god, <laughs> fucking! <laughs> what
1: well, the Dark Order did the fucking best friends hug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, it, fu- I fucking died because they even get the camera shot with it. Yeah, I kind of wish like Orange Cat or uh, like when Chuck ran to the cameraman. It was like,
0: no, 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 <laughs> you don't zoom out, you don't zoom out for them. That's ours. That's our thing. I like how Ten, Ten also recreated the look of uh, of apathy so perfectly. I'm sure the mask helped. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, is
1: the, which one, who is the one that's always wearing a blonde wig? That's five. Alan Angels. That, that's, okay. Does he wrestle in the blonde wig? Over- no, no, no. no.
0: But there was that great bit, it's like, listen, it's getting everywhere the hair, it's getting in my underwear how is the hair getting in my underwear, 5? <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell me to kill kill John Silver, kill John Silver thanks, I will <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Evil Uno is just uh I want nothing but the best for Evil Uno, I hope Evil Uno gets like some acting gigs or something that man is talented oh, renaissance yeah. man
1: And you know who's talented at giving us money? all of our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS the website where you can support the fight boys and get access to exclusive content like wrestling history X the show where we take deep dives into some of the greatest moments in professional wrestling history I'm about to release an episode in the next two weeks about John Cena's US championship title run aka when John Cena became a baby face in my eyes and you can get that and tons of other content over at patreon.com slash load of BS bs um i'm just gonna run it by you hey at luchasaurus is your moveset almost entirely kick-based to pay tribute to the short-arm heroes of dinosaur past and then i put a picture of a t-rex with fucking little arm i have a big head little Little arms arms. he's gonna say yes (laughs) like if he replies at all he's gonna say yes He's just going to say yes. And somehow Serpentico is going to reply, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? All right. Oh, boys. my God. Heels. It's time for heels and baby faces. Blake, do you want to start with your heel? Yes. Let uh, And you know what? My heel, I'm going to really start with them because I've already forgotten them and I had to pull up the nose. Oh, yeah. This works really well with uh, talking about AEW, because my heel of the Week is just when the Young Bucks let their hair down and super kick Tony Schiavone. Um- Let's go, Young
0: Bucks. <laughs> young Bucks suck. let us I can't yes. wait for the dueling chant to come back. I haven't heard it since PWG. <laughs> oh,
1: God, you're right. That's going to be such a good night. Like, the Young Bucks being just the Young bu- the full, the real, unadulterated Young Bucks again. Oh, it's so nice. They don't give a shit. They just super kick people and throw money at them.
0: Oh, did you see did you see Matt Jackson's fine. Matt Jackson's tweet was, "Hey Tony, hey Tony Khan, I uh, already uh already PayPal you $5,000."
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I can't wait to see them fight FTR. No, that's about all I had to say, sorry They're just great heels um, And they've always been great heels with their heels So, like, if you don't fucking know much About the Young Bucks' heels Fucking look Okay, Dylan Would you like to go on I'm going from, like,
0: least heat To most heat on these heels I don't, Is there really a heat? So, like, I Unironically love Chaos Project because as a tag team, it actually works. Because uh, fucking Serpentico is the workhorse, and then Luther has all the experience in like putting stuff together. And like the matches look good. They're, they were a bit clunky at the beginning because like you know you gotta you gotta get your tag team like fluidity together. Not everybody works perfectly the first time, but it works. It's pretty freaking good. Their finisher is uh, is interesting. Like, that's all I can ask for. Uh, The promo that Luther cut on Dark is perhaps one of the worst promos I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. That was not one that was like, you have to watch this terrible promo from the past. Like... Fucking, you know.
1: It was like,
0: $5 wrestling. Because, like, you told
1: us. You, you were like, hey, skip to this point and just watch this promo. And I said, well, you know, Dylan Dylan, and I don't see eye-to-eye on wrestling. Maybe I'll like it. And then within the first second, I went, nah, Dylan was fucking right. This is garbage.
0: It was hot. That's pre-taped, too. They used that. There were worse takes. <laughs>
1: oh, God. It, there's a point where some... F- like producer editors going through and it's like that's the best one we got huh (laughs) Yeah. the best part was Serpentico trying his best to try to get any of this over as Luther is cutting a fucking indie fed in the middle
0: of Georgia promo yeah now maybe it'll get better I don't know because like 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 I said promos were how Luther got in and I can't imagine Jericho not seeing that being like dude what the fuck are you doing so, I have faith. Like, like we've said before, anything in AEW that doesn't work, they tweak until it works.
1: Yeah, like, I was just on Luther's Wikipedia page, and, like, on most, like, WWE storylines they will be like fans didn't enjoy this storyline and so it ended at like SummerSlam. It, it, luther made his first television appearance during a match for the women's championship between Riho and chris statlander as the fourth member of the nightmare collective however the angle was badly received and was dropped in february so yeah they're good at fixing those things um onto my i have two heels One's just like a, something I never realized about, what the fuck is, I'm sorry, Leo Rush is on OnlyFans now, apparently.
0: Listen, man, man's gotta make $5. (laughs) It's,
1: uh, it's 30 bucks a month for a sub to Leo Rush. Anyways, uh, I had always thought- I only charge 15. (laughs) I I always thought the Alex Riley John Cena thing was John Cena John cena all over Alex Riley, and then Alex full on rybacked and got upset. No, apparently John John, who was definitely a more veteran of the business than Alex, tried to offer him advice, and Alex said, "No, I don't want your advice, John Cena." Okay, and so that's
0: wor- so so here's the thing. On a certain level, I understand. On a certain level, though, I respect it, where he was like, you are John Cena. But like he wanted to do it on his own. And also, John Cena was, at the time of that advice, not the most well-received person in professional <laughs> wrestling. So it would be very easy to be like, I don't know if I want advice from the guy that gets half of the crowd, over half of the crowd, booing him. Yeah, I could see that, but so also, like, so man... So, like, from... So, from that point, granted, out of respect, you should be like, yeah, and then you just ignore what the fuck John Cena says. But, like, I understand why he wouldn't want, and everyone's bearing him for Why wouldn't you let... Because he didn't want it. Like, he's an adult. The fuck?
1: I don't know. It comes... Yeah. Like, th- There's a...
0: Well... Go on.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I think it comes back to like the Eddie Kingston thing, like he talked about in his promos, is, or not promos, but his like, AEW unsc- or unrestricted. Yeah. Where he was like, guys come to me and ask for advice. And I'm like, Arn Anderson's back here. Go talk to Arn fucking Anderson. There's a plethora of people to lear- learn from, and no one's going to talk to them. So that's kind of where I'm at is I'm like, whether you like them or not. It is
0: John Cena. Wait, what year was
1: this? <laughs> Probably around like twenty eleven.
0: John Cena wasn't the best back then. <laughs> John Cena was actively still running people away from the project then. The yeah,
1: but he was also a multiple time champion and had been through a lot of shit.
0: Like I I don't no, know. No,
1: no, hold on. I wanna I wanna hear the stories of John Cena running people away from the project. No, no, no. Like, viewers. You remember... From the Chaos Project. that <laughs> had yeah. numerous more people and then John Cena scared them off. Yeah,
0: but, like, you remember when all the people that left because of John Cena, there's that actively, that, like, four- to five-year period where everybody was like, yeah, was that one walking. guy
1: named... <laughs> there's that one guy named Dylan yeah. who left because of it. Uh, there's this other guy named, uh, uh, um, P- Punk something. Punk um, something. Sh- Charles Montgomery Punk, I believe. Sam Punkin'
0: Chunkin'. <laughs> Cookie Monster Punk. <laughs> that
1: was not John Cena, that was... I'll be honest, I think if anybody could have got him to stay, it would be John. Because... Actually, probably. Now on to my actual heel. Motherfuck. <laughs> Joey Ryan. I thought she, we
0: weren't talking about him on the podcast. What happened? I, I Because it's it's
1: just so asinine like uh, in the past because like we saw um uh michael uh, oh fuck what's his name elgin elgin basically shooting a video in his car like i ain't do nothing i'm like okay and then ryan made a video like i ain't do nothing it takes some real bullshittery like the mike quackenbush 14 minute shitty promo for me to actually want to talk about these assholes And Joey has topped them all by filing a defamation lawsuit against all of his accusers that is worth multi-million dollars. Since the allegations went public, Ryan says that he has lost upwards of $20,000 in monthly income from his various revenue sources. And apparently, the website I'm on has a copy of the filing. And all of the breakdowns of where he lost money is like 500 from Cameo, a thousand from Twitch, 3000 from Patreon. And I'm sitting here like, hey, bud, they didn't let, they didn't force you to lose this money. You did this. Yeah. Fuck all that.
0: The only thing, the only thing that he has is he's suing Impact for breach of contract. And he did worm in that he couldn't be fired. For previous like things he had done into his contract, so he's technically right, oh my
1: God, well, yeah, but that also if I'm a judge and I see that, I'm like, okay, cool, you get that one, but I'm not giving you the rest of these because it was not defamation, you knew, yeah, yeah but- he's well, a, it's a classic strategy with like uh um, these civil suits is he's throwing as many at the wall and just getting it, uh, as many as possible to stick. So that that might be the real one that he's actually trying for. The rest is just for show, which doesn't do anything but make me think he's a worse person.
0: It's also, and this is terrible to say, there's also like maybe probably out of the I don't know how many people spoke out against you, Ryan, that there might be one or two where it isn't 100% accurate. Oh yeah. And by, uh. by bringing up this suit, he is unfortunately able to uh, lessen the case of the rest of the collective.
1: My thing is, like, these people, they can't afford this. Like, he's he's actively just seeking to hurt them. Because it's not like they can pay multi-million dollars in reparations to a sexual abuser. So it's like, he just wants to hurt them more because he's a fucking dick.
0: I mean, he's Anyways. just trying to get one last cash grab because he knows he's completely fucked after this. Yeah.
1: Merchandising, $1,000 a month. Bar wrestling, 15000 a month from distribution and streaming and 2000 per event. By this, it's like Joey Ryan made $5 billion a year is what it's looking like. Also, I will say, Joey Ryan is the only person in history to be able to shave a mustache and look more like a sexual assaulter. <laughs> because holy shit. So fuck this nerd babyfaces of the week. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, bud. Because my babyface is a great man. He is a great man who did, uh, a few years ago toy with the idea of running for president but decided against it because I truly believe that he realized that celebrities should not be president. And that man is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who made his first official endorsement for president ever since he has been a person that has been alive for Joseph Biden. Of course. Uh, He's very passionate. And he was very matter of fact with his endorsement. And... I'm just very happy for him. And also, he did decide to do the intro video for Ken Shamrock, for Ken Shamrock's induction into the Impact Hall of Fame. The Rock. How did we forget to talk about The Rock going to be at Impact Wrestling?
0: <laughs> I got it for you. They advertised that shit.
1: Yep. Because <laughs> The Rock not only continues to be a great and interesting man, he still just does cool shit like this, because he still loves the business. Also, pocket babyface for Andrew Yang, who has seemingly taken it upon himself to constantly, like, uh, support wrestlers who are independent contractors. Um, good for him. All right. D, babyface time.
0: So, uh, on AEW Dark, there was also one other thing that, uh, that happened. The, uh, the Best Friends... Had a match where which uh, was actually really good there. I don't know if you know this. The best friends are good wrestlers. Um, Like even, even when facing like job or talent, they still like Put made him look ward. good. Did some like, yeah, it was some good stuff. Uh, They didn't use the double pile driver finisher, which I was disappointed about. They used strong zero. But
1: I, I like I think I like Strong Zero more as a general finisher, but it's like just something when you really want to put someone down, pile drive them twice and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean Taz even even put it over like they hit Strong Zero. He's like, "You're not kicking out of that. That's it. It's yeah." And <laughs> when you get Taz saying that, it's a good thing. But uh, also, the best friends are my uh, my baby faces for their interaction with FTR, where FTR acted like the the. Uh, this like, pretentious douchebags uh, that they always appear to be. And then the the best friends punk them out, <laughs> made them flinch. Orange Cassie just gets a microphone. Weenies. <laughs> 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 and then they walk out to the ring for the best friends match, and the fucking Trent and Chuck are laughing. And, like, I was just like, ah, these are... Yeah, it- it's enough for me to be like...
1: They might just win the titles from them Like, let's just let them win the titles from FDR at this point. I don't know. I don't know of a tag team more deserted, deserving than Best
0: Friends at this point. They've wrestled 24, 23 tag team matches this year. Yeah. Yeez, besties. They they've wrestled one... twice as many matches, over twice as many matches as the next, as the number two ranked team.
1: Yeah. They put on the one of the best dynamite matches of all year like they have not been fucking about well now on to my baby face and I'm not going to rant about it because I already did that on Monday but I'm sure last week when we were talking about Clash of Champions none of us were looking at it like this is probably gonna be the best WWE pay-per-view of the year (laughs) But then it was, and what the fuck, they went hard in the paint. We already talked about it a little bit, but we the Sami Zayn, AJ, Jeff Hardy ladder match. Killer, brutal, unique offense. You had uh, Zelina Vega actually looking like a threat against Asuka, which I didn't think would happen. Y- you had the most i will say it, the best ambulance match that has ever happened which i know is not a high bar but it, just the most buck wild ambulance match i remember you like live tweet or texting that match to us in the chat and all i remember is the point where you said and big show's back that was the moment that i thought oh this is not gonna be good and then he said, Oh, wait, it's actually good. Yeah. My favorite was when, when Dylan goes, So it's just a bunch of overbooked stuff. And I, I had to stop myself from being like, Don't you fucking talk about this ambulance match that way. Don't you talk. Because, yes, it was overbooked, ridiculous bullshit, but it was in the best fucking way. Like, the end. That oh, was just perfect oh yeah hitting the punt and then throwing him in i my personal favorite moment was when <laughs> hbk climbed on top of an ambulance that had a broken door and a broken windshield just to super kick randy in the face and then yeet him off to the ground <laughs> I didn't have to do it, but I wanted to. And then I was... Or, <laughs> are you talking about the very end of the match where this car, <laughs> this fucking ambulance that has no door and a broken <laughs> windshield is shot. being driven by an 80-year-old Rick Flair who looks out and goes, I promise I won't go over to Speed Limit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that car's never getting to the fucking hospital. That car is not street worthy anymore, Rick. A man kicked the door off with his bare foot.
0: He's and gonna then, drift it.
1: Yeah. gonna drift it. Fast and flariest Tokyo drift. And then finally, Where we're going, we don't need
0: roads or, or doors. And then
1: finally, we get. To the main event, which I loved the co-main events Because they were the exact opposites Of one another Whereas one was a very like They both, they showed the two Opposite sides of professional wrestling One being very goofy Over the top, basically An MCU film And then the other one Was just an emotional Brutal Beatdown of Jey Uso By the scoundrel Roman Reigns Hey, and hey,
0: I, Scotty. Scotty, can you can you can you can you pick up that phone over there? Cause I called
1: it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you called it being this good though. Cause I heard it and I, I was like, I just oh, called man. it
0: being that brutal.
1: Like well, oh yeah, but just seeing Roman look at Jay and being like, Call me your tribal chief. I ain't pinned you until you call me the tribal chief. And then Jimmy coming out and like it was a legitimately emotional uncomfortable moment of jay about to die <laughs> just looking at jimmy like no nah, man he ain't nothing he ain't nothing don't throw in the towel man don't do it and then finally roman starts pummeling him again and then jimmy's forced to throw in the towel it was just such a good pay-per-view and that's what made me so mad when I had to watch Raw the next night and get reminded that it was that a broken clock can be right twice a day.
0: You gotta, you gotta enjoy, uh, enjoy J Uso. Not today, Uso. Not today. Not today, Uso. Not today, Uso. Oh,
1: the moment where Roman grabs him by the hair. Look at this camera. This is Roman's camera. This is my camera. Look at that camera and tell them, not today. Not today, Uso. I also, people have pointed it out endlessly, but I need to just give uh, props to Paul Heyman. And the fact that he is now terrified at the monster he unleashed. Oh, yeah. Ten times more scared than almost any time I've seen him with Brock. Because it's like, Heyman and Brock are friends. But
0: Roman- Roman has no friends.
1: As Roman said, yeah, as Roman said, no, no, I'm not a Paul Heyman guy. Paul is a Roman Reigns guy. Reigns guy, yeah. It's just I I may go back and just watch it again when I'm bored. Like I <laughs> that's how much I loved the fucking uh, Clash of Champions. It was a great great show. But now it's time for another pay-per-view. Fuck. They're just hitting us hard and heavy down here in the in the latter half of 2020 with these pay-per-views, ain't they? Yeah. So it's time to predict NXT Takeover 31, a show which I argue will probably be just as good as Clash of Champions. And uh, number one, wait, did we? Okay, we did disagree on a few. That's good. I was like, oh no. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar. And I love Swerve, but man, the promo he cut on NXT did not. build at all he did there wasn't anything fun or different about swerve he was in a suit and just like yeah well every time i'm in a title match with you 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 use your 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 mean guys or your mask Or, or your bag of tricks you call your Where do you get all them wonderful toys, Santos Escobar? And he just, I didn't like it, and that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, you are going to talk
0: about uh, Santos compact. You call it a bag of tricks. I call it a hundred years of tradition, and I'm going to bury you with it.
1: Right. <laughs> that was the moment I said, Ah,
0: oh, he's winning. He's winning. <laughs> Better <laughs> fucking win. You better be winning. Off of this alone, might as well, might as well pin him through the camera. Just <laughs> no, swerve. Just lay down. <laughs> yeah. Just lay down. Count to three.
1: Uh up next we have the new improved Kishida versus oh we also all had Escobar, none of us. Uh the new and improved Kushida versus a um a sexual predator. And we all have Kushida because holy shit, Kushida is violent now. He is full on new Japan Kushida, if not more
0: violent. No. There is no way to be more violent. He was literally ripping people's arms <laughs> off. He's
1: kind of bringing that that flavor now, and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, gee, yeah. it's almost like
0: he was really good, and that's why WWE stole him away. Yeah.
1: Nope. That's why they gave them gave him the big bucks to do that here. Although not quite as much. Not as all. not as big of bucks. Or at all. Oops. Uh, up next, we all have Kushida because fuck. We, I I think legally we just can't anymore. I just can't pick Velveteen Dream. I don't want him on my screen anymore.
0: If any one of us were to do that, the other two would drive to that person's home and beat the shit out of him.
1: Yeah, and for me, like... Does that mean we can <laughs> get to hang out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this
1: is... But even Dream's promo this week, like, I was like, maybe... And I know this is a shitty argument. You never need to argue, like, oh, they're forgiven because they're a good wrestler, a la william osprey but at least osprey's doing shit to where it's like i am still a good wrestler i am sorry for what i've done dream this week was just like basic velveteen dream promo you're not used to the spotlight but i am and the dream performs well in the spotlight i'm like okay this is nothing that's nothing dream He's now becoming like, you remember when Bray Wyatt just started to say nonsense because he didn't know where the storyline was going, so he couldn't format his promos properly? That's where Dream's at, is he's just doing the base level of what he needs to do.
0: Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, shout out to Will Ospreay for managing to be the heel in every match, including the one against Jay White. <laughs> you know how hard you have to work for nice. that?
1: Big, big punch face, baby. He's got that punchable face. I realize Austin Theory also has a very punchable face. They both kind of come from that same cloth of big punch face boys. Uh, up next for the Un- or North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. I'm the only one who's saying Priest, and it's just because he just got the title, and I know Gargano only had it for a few, but like... We gotta build someone else up. We can't just throw it on Johnny when things are going bad. Listen, but we could just throw it on Johnny when things are bad. <laughs> um, now, uh, so, Scotty, you, you said uh, you're the only one with Priest. I have to pick Gargano contractually because the last time I didn't do that, I got burned by my boy, <laughs> and now he's a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> An earhook person. Um, so I... I am doing this to save Gargano's soul. Okay, and the-
0: I'm Dylan- I'm doing it because... Uh... Honestly, just... Just to spite you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I have to choose something different, and I was like, there's a percentage on this one. I can't do the two others, so I was like, well, I guess... Like, I agree with you. I actually agree with you 100% that they're probably not gonna do it, because... Priest just got the belt, but I'm just like, you have nothing else for Gargano to do. If Priest loses it, he can at least have, like, some kind of, like, oh, shit, maybe partying all the time isn't the right way to do this. And, like, something can come of it. If Johnny loses, then where do each of them go? Fucking nowhere. Yeah, well, see,
1: the thing is, what you just said is a very smart point, which is both both a very good thing and also very much working to your detriment because it may be NXT, but this is still WWE. So uh, this is still WWE. However, if this should happen, and mine and Scotty's prediction for the next match happens, we could have wrestling's greatest power couple. I'm gonna be very, ha- I'm gonna be happy if it happens. I want Gargano to win. I just don't think he's going to win. Uh, but up next, we do have Candace versus EO. And uh, Dylan, <laughs> having to forever fall on the Joshi Hill, picked EO, and then me and Blake have Candace. I, not for nothing, though. I am pretty sure that EO's going to win. I don't know, though, with how much they've done with Candace, I do not know, honestly.
0: So my argument was that in order for Rhea Ripley to complete her redemption arc from her loss to charlotte she had to beat io because she's not gonna get the chance to beat charlotte so her to become rhea ripley again like she has to beat the person that interrupted her original attempt and honestly like it yeah it, it makes it makes sense it makes sense to me. Because without that, then Rhea has nothing to go towards. Because, like, she can't be the next person and then lose to Candace. Candace can't lose it right away. Like, so, Candace yeah. getting it doesn't further any storylines.
1: It furthers uh, the wrestling family storyline of becoming
0: the power I mean, couple. unless you wanted it to so be that this- uh, Candace is now in charge of the power couple, which is...
1: Oh, yes, I absolutely fucking want that. I want that more than anything in the world. I love just Johnny fucking blowing up his wife constantly about how
0: good she is. Honestly, that's probably what's gonna... I realized that halfway through, but I was like, I can't... I can't choose against... Can't choose against... Yeah, can't choose (laughs) against Io Shirai. Shirai is such a good goddamn wrestler. Like, and I can't... See, my only alternate for,
1: um... Alternate for Rhea getting revenge on Charlotte would be at the Rumble. And that's when she debuts for main roster. And knocks Charlotte out of the Rumble, ends up winning it. Then another... Or you could just do a WrestleMania rematch, maybe.
0: That is so far in the fucking future. Yeah. WWE, baby. That is is so (laughs) goddamn far. Oh, God.
1: Now, finally, the main event... Uh, a, fucking NXT's hot new babyface Kyle O'Reilly taking on Finn Balor.
0: Sleazy
1: Kyle. I felt so they did they did a promo package on him this week, and I was like, "There ain't no sleazy Kyle in none of this." Where's sleazy Kyle? Sleazy Kyle is dead.
0: Sleazy Kyle died when he left P- PWG. I
1: don't know. I see a little bit of sleazy Kyle every time he comes out playing that ding dang guitar.
0: Uh, but no that's going to be a that is going to be a great match potential candidate for match of the year uh, like all over it but none of us believe that Kyle's going to win
1: yeah well because it if you did watch NXT you will know how hard in the paint they were setting up a, uh, Undisputed Era breakup. Like, they were- they basically wrote it on the side of the Titantron, just like, hey, enjoy this while it lasts.
0: Yeah, I- I'm still upset about the way it's breaking.
1: Yeah. It's a weird break, I know. I mean, at least we get
0: Future Shock again, question mark? Yeah. I guess- <laughs> I don't know. Like a decade later?
1: Um, also, I just went to Brian Alvarez's Twitter because I was trying to see what the, uh, the ratings were, but instead I just found a picture of Tanahashi wearing a face mask, and the face mask has Tanahashi's abs on it, and it's very fucking <laughs> choice. It's very good. Oh, also, um, fuck it, this is not a big story, but so I'm not surprised we forgot it, but RVD and Katie Forbes left Impact.
0: But now who oh, will, oh. Now who will yeah. twerk during women's matches?
1: <laughs> oh, so what did you guys learn this week?
0: Uh, I learned that I'm probably going to fall even farther behind in the prediction series, but will be redeemed by the G1. I learned that y'all are
1: assholes. And I learned that you never go against the quarter and you never go against Sami Zayn, or you will dig yourself into a pit, unclimbable, out of a bull. <laughs> you want to take a second take it that nope, I said it I said what I said you heard me
0: <laughs>
1: uh oh. shit where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on twitter you can find me at the darkroom vidya on youtube and you can find me here on the BS network uh, doing all these great BS podcasts now available in India <laughs> and you could find me on twitter thank by the way thank you india we got like 3000 new listeners from all in india so if you're from india what's up we're the fight boys find us on twitter at fight boys show hang out with us talk wrestling anyways yeah you- find us uh, on itunes every big no, podcast wait, hold on. no they've already found us on a podcasting app they don't need to find us again tell your friends where to find us if they like wrestling and if they don't like wrestling talk to them about wrestling until they like okay, it okay that's what i did to blake
0: make them listen to our sultry voices until they love wrestling and you can find me on twitter at
1: Scottymo S O T T Y E M O. and you you can check out all my other podcasts, including the newly nominated for an audio verse award program, The Many Adventures of Sammy Magic at a load of pure Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters, from his Megaran. Megaran. Find Megaran anywhere where good Megarans are being sold and support his music and his love for wrestling as well. I love how you are like Megaran from oh fuck it was from the aew fighter fest soundtrack and mm-hmm. we that's an awkward one to bring up yep. and as always you can find us at a load of step up to the merch table at merch.load of pure find us on facebook donate to the patreon subscribe on youtube and remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show luchasaurus because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life